Hey everyone, it's Allie Corman, Justin Nielsen here with a look at the market for Monday, May 22nd, where we saw a mildly mixed day. And we've got a couple of stocks that we want to highlight, don't we, Justin? Yeah, we'll take a look at Shopify today, also 10x Genomics, and we'll end with Kinsale. Okay. So Otherwise known as Kinsale, if you're David Chung. Just inside for... joke. <laughs> inside joke that you all can be a part of. Right. Uh, we will get to those three stocks. But first, let's take a look at the major indexes today. So the NASDAQ up a half a percent. But it was the Russell 2000 that led today up 1.1%. Also on the upside, but barely, was the S&P 500 up just fractionally. The Dow was on the downside, down about four-tenths of a percent today. Uh, but great to see that we're not just immediately giving back the strong gains that uh, we made last week, Justin, especially on the NASDAQ. Yeah. And I mean, look, we were on IBD Live this morning and things were, you know, shaping up. It was looking to be a stronger day. So it, you know, we would, of course, love for it to last throughout the entire day, but it's not giving up ground either. So that's, that's a plus. And right. I have to say that it's actually, I mean, when you look under the surface, advancers versus decliners, advancers I'm showing on the NASDAQ uh, at around 2,800 uh, versus the decliners of around 1,600. Uh, so, you know, that's not too bad. I mean, if you're seeing more advancers now, granted, you know, sometimes what can happen with the indexes, the way that they're weighted, you know, does make a difference. And we'll, yeah. we'll get into that. Um, but, you know, certainly not not a disaster of a day. Um, and look, the Russell 2000, the fact that it did outperform, you know, a lot of that can be kind of tied to uh, the banks. You know, they, they, they do have a lot of bank exposure there. And KRE uh, did have a Three percent plus move today, so uh, that's part of what was helping uh, the, the the Russell two thousand. Mm -hmm. So it's not like there was a rush to small caps; it was just that that strength in banks that was really mm -hmm. kind of uh, moving that. Absolutely. And let's take a look at the S&P 500 as well, because while the NASDAQ is above uh, resistance levels, the S&P 500 is right at potential resistance at forty two hundred. So. What should we be interpreting this like, Justin? Is this a breakout waiting to happen or is this a potential sign of weakness? Yes. <laughs> I mean, it could be either. You know, uh, it's, it's, it's one of those things where you have to be ready for either scenario. Um, you know, we've come up to this level before. We've gotten turned away. But one of these times it's going to come up to this level and it's not going to get turned away. So you have to be ready for that and have your list of stocks, uh, watch list stocks ready to go. Um, you know, be ready to increase exposure if that's what is deemed necessary. And also, look, if we end up hitting resistance again, we have gotten a little uh, extended. If you look at you know, stochastics, RSIs, a lot of these over, uh, overbought, oversold indicators. Um, you know, we are at a level of extension right now, but that doesn't mean, you know, it's a disaster waiting to happen. It just means that we might have a little reversion to the mean. Um, so that's why the pauses that we've seen over the last couple of days aren't anything to be too concerned about. Um, right. And, you know, that can just kind of build the platform for the next move. Mm -hmm. And we know that the mega cap tech stocks have been doing all the heavy lifting as of late. So here's a look at QQQ. Let's take a look at the equal weighted NASDAQ 100. So we did see it pick up a bit last week, up about a half a percent today. So outpacing the QQQ gain of 0.3%. 
Yeah. So again, we already talked about the advancers being better than the decliners. Uh, that was on both the NASDAQ and the NYSE. I mentioned the NASDAQ numbers just to give everyone the the NYSE numbers that I have right now. I'm showing uh, 18, 1900 versus about 12, uh, 1250. So NYSE composite, uh, or not composite, exchange also showing advancers over decliners. And uh, not only did QQEW, the equal weighted, uh, outperform the Qs, uh, the 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 regular market cap weighting for the Nasdaq 100, but also RSP, the equal weighted of the S&P 500, also outperformed slightly the S&P 500. Um, whether you're looking at SPY or the S&P 500 index itself, so um, you know that's that's also kind of showing a little bit of this under the surface. Uh, things are improving a little bit on the um, on on the side of the breadth now. It has a ways to go, and one of the things we've been watching is the NASDAQ advanced decline line. You know, if you go to GMIAB, you know, you can see that it, it does have some work to do here. Um, but it it is starting to, to, you know, try and make a move up. We just have to see if we can get something lasting, kind of like what we saw in January. Yeah, that'll be great. So uh, th this data is slightly delayed, right? So after today, we should see a little bit of a tick up. A little bit better, and and that's that's just what we need. We just need a few days, a little bit better, a mm -hmm. little bit better. Uh, if we can trend there, uh, then that's that's all it takes to kind of turn that turn that uh, around. And look, while we're at it, you know, another thing that we kind of track is the new highs versus new lows. Um, you know, we have been showing some more new highs versus new lows. If we just use NASDQ as an example there, um, you can see our latest reading. Uh, and again, this not, needs an update, but our latest reading, 99 new highs versus 77 new lows. So that's good for a day, uh, at least moving in the right direction. But what we really want to see is down below uh, where you have those marks, the, the pink line and the blue line at the very bottom, we want to see that average, the 10-day average start turning favorable where the 10-day average of new highs is higher than the new lows. And we're not there yet, but again, a few more days like, uh, you know, like what we've been getting and we, we can we can possibly take that out and reverse it. Now, the trick is we need it to stay because we yeah. have had some crossovers before in January um, and uh, they just they just haven't lasted. Mm -hmm. So let's see if this is the time that it'll stick. We are seeing a lot of encouraging signs and we want to see that continue for sure. And now let's take a look at zero TNX. This is the 10 year treasury yield. Uh, that's a lot of blue updates in a row for the 10 year. Yeah, the, the, the yield has definitely um, had a, a had a pretty strong move here. Um, but, you know, before you know, you had these strong moves in the 10-year yield, and that was really something that killed stocks. Uh, you know, the, that, that kind of correlation isn't uh, isn't happening this time around. You're really kind of seeing um, a, a nice uh, holding of gains, and the 10-year Treasury is not bringing it down. Um, you know, just use August as an example. You know, you see that big move uh, that the 10-year Treasury yield had from August to November, and, you know, from you know, August to October, it was uh, a pretty remarkable uh, decline in the indexes during that time. Mm -hmm. Okay, and now let's take a look at the dollar too, uh, because we've been keeping track of this as well with yields up, dollar up, but uh, still below its peak from earlier this year. 
Yeah, below its peak. Um, you know, look, I'm, I'm going to Europe next month, so I, I I want a stronger dollar. I want I want my dollars to go further, <laughs> so that's not too bad. Um, but it does look like it could potentially challenge that 200-day moving average line again. It mm -hmm. did that in March, and then uh, we started getting some banks failing, and so that kind of uh, put put some pressure there. But uh, we can see if it can get back up to that 200-day level and uh, potentially surpass it this time. Okay, and a couple of highlights here for uh, sector ETFs. Here's the consumer, consumer staples, Justin. And I know when uh, you and I looked at this recently, we're, we were wanting to see it uh, back off, not necessarily break down, but you know, money's got to <laughs> right. rotate out of somewhere and into somewhere else. And if money's rotating into staples, that's a very defensive area. So to see money rotating out of staples, good for growth? Potentially. I mean, that money's got to go somewhere, right? So uh, the fact that it is getting uh, a little bit more of, of, of a move away from the staples is good. And, you know, you had a, a few of the big heavyweights in that in that ETF, like PepsiCo, Procter & Gamble, um, you know, down, you know, a, a decent mm -hmm. amount, Coca-Cola, you know, they were all down 2% or more. So, you know, that that was kind of making uh, making some pressure on the day. But Again, what what what's nice here is that this seemed like it was just doing so much better than the growth areas. Um, compare this to SMH, for instance, um, where SMH was kind of struggling recently around its 50-day moving average line. Uh, XLP was kind of you know moving moving above it and and getting extended above it. So it's nice to see that kind of shift. Um, Certainly for our style of investing, where we're growth investors, uh, it's going to be a much better environment for us if we're seeing chips moving as opposed to mm. Coca-Cola, Pepsi, and some of the, you know, some of the old, old guard, the dividend paying stocks that, you know, people just think of as, as the safety nets. Mm -hmm. And man, chip stocks really turned up the heat last week. Yeah, I mean that's that was a a really strong move. And look, a lot of eyes are, are going to be on the Nvidia earnings that are mm -hmm. going to come later this week. Um, and you know, more importantly, with a lot of these moves that we did see, uh, we are seeing the gains hold here. So uh, you know, if you go to a weekly chart on any of these uh, stocks or ETFs, you're just seeing a nice move from last week, very strong. And today's action. Uh, just, you know, isn't isn't giving up any ground. So if that can continue for this entire week, I would say that's a win. And one more I'm, I'm going to throw at you, uh, Allie, that I hadn't put in our in our notes was FFTY. Um, FFTY, I just wanted to point out that that actually did have a nice day of outperformance today, up 1.2%. So again, nice. we use this as a proxy for growth. And so this is an area that was showing some strength. A lot of that did have to do with DraftKings, which had uh, a phenomenal move. We were talking about that on IBD Live uh, this this morning. Um, but you know, again, you're getting more of the growth areas uh, showing strength, and FFTY definitely reflects that. Mm -hmm. We'll take it. Okay, another growth stock flexing its strength today is uh, Shopify. So finish the day up 3.1%, some above average volume, and definitely a lot higher than the last number of trading sessions where it pulled back in an orderly fashion following that strong couple of days on the earnings report. So looking potentially actionable here, Justin. Yeah, actionable enough that both Swing Trader and Leaderboard products uh, 
by IBD uh, took a stab at this. Now, for Swing Trader, we had actually taken a stab on this last week. Uh, you can, can kind of see how it had a reversal on the 17th. Didn't make too much progress on that day. It was kind of still a very tight day. But as it was looking stronger the next day on the 18th, we did take a stab at it. Um, we, we got shaken out. We had a really tight stop on this. Um, we didn't really, we, we, we gave it to the end of the, or the low of that day but maybe it needed a little bit more room. So we took another stab at it. And look, mm -hmm. sometimes you're going to be buying stocks and having these tight stops. You're going to get shaken out. It's not quite ready yet, but you sometimes have to give them another shot because uh, they might not be, you might have the right stock wrong time. And if you just give it another chance um, or maybe two, uh, you, you might find that you can easily wipe away the small losses with a big gain. So that's what we're looking to do here on Shopify. All right. Next on our list, let's take a look at TXG. This is 10X Genomics in the medical products group, which is now ranked 11 out of the 197 groups that IBD tracks with a breakout today accompanied by heavy volume and an RS line blue dot. Mm -hmm. Now, um, you know, it's worth mentioning, I should have mentioned this with Shopify too. I mean, the Shopify is number 36, the computer software enterprise group out of 197. So we're seeing a lot of improvement there. Mm -hmm. 10X Genomics, a uh, number 11, so even stronger. And, you know, for, for both of these, it's important to kind of take that step back and look at the weekly chart. Look, there was a lot of damage done to a lot of these stocks, but yeah. look at how 10X Genomics is really holding that 10-week moving average line since the October lows. And so that's that's a positive. Uh, we've been back above the 40-week line really since the beginning of the year, and it's just holding up really nicely. And what you just recently saw was much tighter action. We're in this flat base area, only 11% depth for this flat base. And, you know, volume for the most part really dried up there. So a breakout here, um, you know, we only have one day of the week. So don't, don't be too concerned that it's low right now. If you switch back mm -hmm. to the daily, you can see that there was some volume accompanying mm -hmm. the move today, definitely above average. And so that's, that's kind of what we'd like to see. Uh, we haven't been seeing volume accompanying a lot of these breakouts and, and these early entries that we've been seeing. So having the volume does show a little bit more conviction here. Um, um, and that's that's something that we're looking for more of. And it also had some nice volume on its earnings report. So uh, the more the more blue volume that can kind of accumulate here shows mm -hmm. more institutional investors involvement. Yeah, I really like all of these blue volume spikes on the weekly chart. Definitely stands out there. And uh, this company is turning profitable. It's expected to turn a profit in 2023, uh, which ends at the end of this year. So, uh, you know, we only have one uh, quarter here that's been reported. So has has more time to uh, get those numbers in there. And next year, expected uh, to become even more profitable. So that's, that's a huge annual growth estimate there for earnings for next year. Yeah. And unusual since we're seeing a lot of red for the estimates going forward. So the fact that this uh, company is not only kind of turning things around, um, but it's also, we, we noted this during IBD Live, it you know, doesn't have earnings right now, but it plunges a lot of its revenues back into research yeah. and development. You see that research and development number at 51.4%, uh, a pretty, pretty big number there.
That it is. Okay, and last on our list, KNSL. This is a kin sale. It's in the insurance area, and we got a strong quarterly report last quarter. So this is an insurance stock showing very strong growth, especially over the last couple of quarters, and we're seeing a constructive setup here. Walk us through it, Justin. Yeah, so a nice pullback here being contained by the 50-day move, moving average line so far. And this is what we consider a long-term leader. And for uh, if you go to the monthly chart here, you can kind of see what we mean here. This is just, um, you know, you, you, you look at it on a daily chart and sometimes it, it just feels like you're watching paint dry. But you look mm -hmm. at it on that long-term chart and you can see this, is, this has been able to make a serious move. And not only that, you know, a lot of times you'll look at stocks and you'll say, oh, look at you look at how much it's gone up. But then you look at its relative strength and yeah. it's like, well, it, it really hasn't even beat the market that much. But this relative strength line has been in a solid uptrend, except for, you know, a, a little dip there in 2021. But this has been in a solid uptrend for the most part. If we go to the weekly chart, we can see that the earnings um, the earnings rate is a phenomenal 45%. That's an annual increase that it's doing. 45% on average annually. And the earning stability being low at nine, that lower number means it's more stable. So that's the kind of thing that allows these long-term leaders to work. Stable earnings just year mm -hmm. after year coming in. And uh, it, it just drives the price higher. And for these types of stocks, we generally do like pullbacks. Okay. So I'm looking at this as a potential opportunity here because here we are pulling back to the 10-week moving average line, um, and that, that could be a, a place to pick up some shares on what has proven to be uh, a long-term winner. Yeah, this is definitely not a stock, uh, at least in its recent history, that you want to be buying the breakout. So getting the early entry before it hits a new high can help you withstand uh, what is going to be a likely pullback if mm -hmm. uh, the personality continues. Yeah. And look, long-term leaders have been a little bit tougher in this market mm. because it's been more of a swing trading market, a lot of sector rotation. But again, if um, if some of these are going to work, uh, bringing them up, uh, getting them on the pullbacks is, is kind of nice. And you know, you have to remember that these are kind of longer term plays. They don't move as fast. So it's very easy to look at uh, the the, the, the lanes next door that are moving so much faster and thinking, well, I got to get out of this laggard and move, move over there. Right. Um, but you do have to give these, uh, the, mm -hmm. you have to give them time. Yeah. And that's another reason why we typically like uh, going with a 5% position for these and not adding to them yeah. versus uh, a, a standard bull market 10% position that you then want to add to. Yeah. So. Final thing on this, um, this was our stock of the day. So take a look at that. Kit Norton wrote a really nice article to kind of just uh, show what's happening with Kinsale and explain a little bit about uh, what, what their competitive advantage is. Perfect. And if you have MarketSmith, you can find that right there, but you can also easily find it on the homepage of investors.com. Thanks so much, Justin. And thanks everyone for tuning in. Just want to let you all know that we do have a page where you can find upcoming events and interviews and happenings at investors.com slash events. So whether it's upcoming podcast guests, IBD live guests, Barron's live appearances, or other webinars and summits that we have. This is a great URL to keep bookmarked so you can stay up to date on all the latest. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. We'll see you right back here tomorrow.
This show is for informational and educational purposes only, and nothing should be construed as a recommendation to buy, hold, or sell any securities. Any securities and investment strategies discussed may not be suitable for all investors. Make sure to consider consulting with your financial advisor before making investment decisions.